We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7, sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on today's episode. We have reunited um, the three Musketeers. Or three Matt, what did we actually – did we decide what we were last week when we didn't have – or the last episode we didn't have Janelle here? Were we the Musketeers, the Amigos? We, so we're decided on Musketeers, but again, like, creativity-wise, it's a very, very low, like – creative for like three people but we're i think we're stuck on musketeers we should probably come up with something better like i think we could but this this is what that's what the off season's for right right trying to you know create something new you know figure out your place and everything regardless of what we decide to call ourselves uh the gang is back together janelle Mackey joining us uh in our trio matt fralick you heard him my name dan kotnick uh on this episode today Guys, how are you doing? How was your fourth? Uh, I know it was a big, long holiday. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I took about four days for my holiday. So uh, just spend out in the sun. What did you guys do? Yeah, I was I was in the sun consistently. Um, you know, it was like the first day at the beehive of a cottage in Lake Michigan or like in Surgeon Bay. So like first day on a Thursday, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go like we don't need sunblock. And all of a sudden I took a nap and I came out later. I'm like, wow, I really haven't seen the sun like my full body since September, October. So it, today was a struggle at work. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty lethargic, um, but it was good. I had, I had a good 4th of July. Uh, I didn't light off a single firework this year. I just kind of playing it safe. Janelle, what would you do? 
Yeah, I actually uh, spent my 4th of July in Bears territory. I have family in Illinois, so that's where we go every summer. Uh, yeah, a lot of time in the sun, which was really nice. I put on probably three pounds of sunscreen and still managed to get burnt. So that's how I spent my 4th of July. Dan, Dan, did anything eventful happen for yours? Did you did you do anything fun, my man? No, you know, it was just a pretty chill, uh, you know, laid back kind of regular holiday. Uh, no, um, what Matt's uh, subtly alluding to, um, I did get engaged over the holiday uh, weekend. Woo! Which was, Woo! Thank you. Uh, long time coming. And so um, be sure to keep a lookout on uh, the Pack-A-Day uh, Twitter feed for everybody's invites and uh, save the dates and everything like that because everyone's coming to Detroit for it. So, Dan, the only oh, question, Detroit. yikes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only question I think most of our listeners have, I'm sure they don't know you well personally, but is your fiance a Packers fan? Converted into a Packers fan. You're well done. Absolutely well done. Yeah, I did a very, I did a very good job, and she put up, she did a, she stuck through the whole thing, and I know that she's for real because her very first full Packer season with me was uh, the year that ended with the NFC Championship game in Seattle, and so if she can make it through that kind of season, she can make it through, you know, the kind of seasons that we have right now. That's fair. So. It was a good litmus test for us. <laughs> um, but uh, we are discussing the upcoming season, 2019-2020 season coming up, starting in just under about two months from now, um, roughly. We're going to kick off our Pack-A-Day look at uh, the schedule. We're going to break it down by, uh, by quarter. So we've got the first quarter of the season, the first four games, which uh, if you're trying to follow along at home with us – Starts off, obviously, with uh, the NFL's 100-year kickoff in Chicago on Thursday night. And then uh, it really becomes, I think, kind of the most uh, favorable part of the season with three home games right in a row. Minnesota, Denver, and then a Thursday night game in Lambeau. That should be uh, the first real Thursday night football game of the season uh, usually happens about week four against uh, Philadelphia. So we're going to take a look at this week by week, break it down, what we think happens each week, obviously look at wins and loss out of the whole thing. So guys, um, just uh, a cursory look at the first four games of the season for the Packers. Um, just thoughts. Are, do you feel good about it? Uh, how do you feel that it breaks down schedule wise? Um, you know, even in conjunction with the rest of the season, because obviously with three home games here means a lot less home games down the road as the season gets a little bit tougher. So just overall, your thoughts on the first part of the season? Uh, right away, it's like the home games are great, but they're going up against some really good defenses in the first four games. I mean, you look at all four teams either added a piece or two or kind of just swapped a piece maybe in the Bears, but I, I see some good defenses, um, some maybe – you know, questionable quarterback play or not as elite quarterback play as they'll see down the road. But um, that was kind of my first first impressions. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, we play really good offenses or defenses, but have the QB advantage. Or we play teams that have uh, poor offensive lines where we have the defense advantage. So there's really not a lot of uh, 
gray or there's a lot of gray area. It's not black and white. There's a lot of different components that really go into the schedule. It's not looking at this schedule and seeing this is an easy win or wow, they're definitely going to lose this game. It's really a lot of different things that could make the difference between four and zero and zero and four. Yeah, and I'll I, I'll I'll just kind of parrot your guys' sentiments as well, especially Matt's with the with the defenses. Um, you know, probably four of the tougher defenses that the Packers probably see uh, in the season, and so it's it's probably best to kind of get that out of the way, and then also you get a lot of those games again at home. Uh, which should help out uh, an offense that may still be trying to find themselves um, in those first couple of weeks. So let's just jump right into it then. The first game, um, probably arguably just the biggest game of the season, um, you know, before you actually get into it, is the Chicago Bears rematch from opening night last year. Obviously, that game goes down in the history books as one of the probably better ones. Uh, that uh, Aaron Rodgers has had opening night wise. Um, I think I know Janelle was there. I was there. Matt, I don't know if you were able to. I was to not, be there for that. No, just in town. Uh, but I mean, yeah. still, even just watching it, you know, we all kind of know where that is. So, uh, so the storyline follows into this year, and then of course, with it being the kickoff for the NFL's hundredth season, uh, you know, every single NFL fan is going to be eyeballs on this game. So let's let's dive right into it, guys. Chicago Bears. Opening night, what do we think? I I mean, if I have to be realistic, I can't – looking at the schedule, I can't just say 4-0. I think all these games could go one way or the other, but I think if the Packers are going to drop one in the schedule, it's going to be this one. Unfortunately, I just – I think Mac Mac is going to be in a lot better shape than he was last year, week one. Uh, you got to think they're in Soldier Field this time. Probably want to get a little bit revenge on the Packers after Week One last year. Um, but if it comes down to a field goal, I think the Packers are on the winning end of that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice little jab from Janelle. I like it, Matt. I I agree. Like I I think back to many times when Aaron Rodgers gets a new weapon. And how it takes, you know, that learning curve. We saw that a lot last year, and he really doesn't have any new weapons this year. I mean, Sternberger, you could make a case for. There's not really anyone that's going to, you know, he's got camaraderie with most of these guys. The only difference is he has a new offense now. So we saw how that's played out, especially last year, early on, and years in the past. And it just takes a little while for the. The young receiving core, the inexperienced receivers, to get along with what Rodgers wants to do, just because you know that's what the play is called, and I know there's debate with that how that's going to work right now with Lafleur. It's there's always that you know, and instead of maybe running a you know a ten yard route there, you run it at nine and you cut it off and you come back, and it's you saw that a lot with Ecuminia St. Brown last year, and a little bit with uh, Jamon Moore in the preseason, and you know Valdez Scantlin was able to break break loose, um, you know, most of the year, you know, in chunks of the year. But he, uh, you know, he was able to you know, establish himself, and I think I, I really, as Janelle said, it was a good point that Mac actually, you know, he'll be practicing all year, um, you know, in the training camps, and when we get into it in the next couple of weeks, and I, I, you know, I do think the the Packers do lose this one. I think the defense is too good. The offense um, is very creative when it comes to um, Nagy's offense, and I just think. It's going to be one of those games where it's it's going to be tough. It's not going to be a blowout again, but I just don't see, you know, 
the Bears are basically bringing everyone back besides, you know, Vic Bangio and, you know, um, uh, Adrian Amos. And they added guys on offense, you know, Cordero Patterson. They got rid of Jordan, uh, Jordan Howard, which, you know, 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns is saying something, but they did bring a couple other guys in. Uh, Cordero Patterson was signed to the Bears. I didn't even know that. I looked that I up. I didn't even like, know that. Yeah, it's like, that's like a weird little gadget guy. Like, the Patriots, really like, under just, the radar. Yeah, like, and, like, I just feel like him and Tariq Cohen in that offense, like, I mean, Anthony Miller as a rookie last year had, like, seven touchdowns. I just see – I think it's going to be a little too much for the – just all the new pieces on defense and just trying to figure out the new offense week one in Soldier Field with the lights. I just I, – I think the Bears drop – or the Bears get the W week one. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts? I I probably lean more towards that. Uh, that's that thought process. Um, there's just, there's too many, I, I feel like variables right now looking at the Packers with, you know, th- with an entirely new offensive system. Uh, you've got guys in there. I mean, really like MVS and Equiminius because they don't have any sort of previous rapport with Aaron, Coming into this year with like a new system, it almost kind of like gets the feeling that they're like rookies this year, like two almost. I, I, like you know, like they 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 this is kind of their year to to step up and become true NFLers because last year kind of seemed like a redshirt year for those guys. So there's there's way too many variables. I feel like with this offense now, I think that it probably stays pretty close because. Um, I really trust what this defense can become um, with Mike Pettin coming back again and with the additions that they've made. You know, I, I think that with the the advantage that the Packers have on defense over the offense of the Bears compared to the matchup that the Packers offense has against the Bears defense, I think you still give the the Packers a slight edge, but then we go back again to like kind of the, the, uh, the intangibles of it, just playing at home on Thursday night, um, which I think is, is special too. adds to it because, you know, usually this is again, the night that the defending NFL champion plays. And now they've made a special, uh, you know, a special exception for this year to put it at soldier field with two of the, the oldest rivals, it just adds to that kind of mystique, and I, I just think that the Bears have have too much playing for the uh, you know too much to kind of come back from last year that uh, that this really ends up well for the Packers. I think it's close, but I, I give the edge to the Bears still. Yeah, and kind Janelle? of just bouncing off what you guys are saying, I do think it'll be close, uh, but just kind of looking at schedule breakdown of last year. Bears obviously had the better record, but they were seven and one at home while the Packers were one and seven away. So even just looking at that, Bears last year had the really solid home field advantage. And I mean, like you said also, Bears haven't really done a lot with their team where Packers almost have turnover. They're almost a completely new system right now, and just being that as it is, it's game one. And they might have just those flukes that they're going to have to get out of their system. First game as a new team, basically, against the NFC North champions from last year. Um, It's just, yeah, 
it gives the Bears the edge because they've basically been working with the same team under same management, whereas the Packers are really trying to turn around from last year's struggles. And, and the crazy thing with this, too, is like as much as we're kind of giving this edge to the Bears, Aaron Rodgers prime time against the Bears, like any like literally any could anything could happen. He could go out and like throw six touchdowns. And there, there wouldn't be a surprise. I feel like in this game, he oh, could absolutely. maybe, yeah, he could maybe have like a scare across the whole of Packer Nation and come back hopped up on something <laughs> at halftime and win the game. Like who knows? It's like, yeah, it's it's Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. You literally never know what's going to happen. But I'm just as long as it, I know it's going to be a fun game, and I'm I'm not going to be mad if the Packers prove me wrong and they get this win. I think you guys can agree with me on that one. No, oh, yeah, for sure. I love being proved wrong by Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Uh, so before we move on, just a, a final definitive: it's is this a W or an L? I'm going L. L. I'll also lean L. So zero and one is the consensus for us moving into week number two. The Packers come home for the home opener against Minnesota. Uh, same opponent in week number two as it was last year. We know how that uh, weird game ended. And one of the few ties that we've seen in recent years with the Packers, um, they come into the game into week number two. Uh, the The Vikings are sort of an interesting spot because, um, you know, I, I feel like they're almost kind of in the same position as the Packers as they uh, um, they had a bit of an overhaul with the offense. They have a new offensive coordinator. I feel like they. Uh, did something to at least address the offensive line. Um, and they brought back, you know, guys like Adam Thielen to, uh, you know, keep that offense together. And so there's some big question marks that need to be answered by this Vikings offense. We see them again in week number two. Guys, what do we think about Minnesota? I I think it's a favorable matchup for the Packers. I mean, like you said, Dan, I'm going back and looking at the box scores of uh, the Bears and the Vikings games last year, and I'm just reminded how ridiculous this game was last year. The Josh Jackson block and the touchdown and just the, the Clay Matthews sack that wasn't a sack with a penalty. It's just absurd. And I'm looking at the Vikings, and they really didn't make a lot of moves this year. Uh, none that stuck out to me anyways. They definitely are trying to – boost the offensive line. That is 100%, I think, what their focus was on in the offseason. Defense, we kind of know where they're at. They're kind of handcuffed by some of the contracts they have and you know, wanting to keep the you know the Cousins and the Thielen and Diggs around. Um, Running-wise, they weren't well, didn't do well last year. I think they're in the bottom three or bottom five, and that was partially because of Delvin Cook being gone. And they don't have Latavius Murray now, too, so it's like they're kind of a – you know, obviously, you assume Delvin Cook's you know back to full strength. You would think he'd be able to handle the load, but I think a lot of Packer fans, or even just NFL fans, kind of saw this coming. Um, the way they were spending cash so so much in the last like, two three years, and it just doesn't seem like they're able going to be able to get over that hump. You know, eight seven and one last year doesn't really get it done. Um, even if they go nine and seven, still not really going to make the playoffs. And I, I do like the Packers in this one um, in the home opener. Uh, I think they, I think they win the game. I think they put some havoc on that young and just kind of piece together offensive line with the new pieces the Packers have on defense. And um, I do think the Packers get the W in this one. Yeah, I also Janelle. Uh, I also had the Packers getting the win. First game at Lambeau of the year. Uh, tough being back to back division games against 
two really, really good defenses, but I think they're going to get, like I said, a lot of those flukes out in the first game against the Bears. I think they're going to kind of reestablish themselves, really figure out where they are as a team after the first game. And it's, it's a home game at Lambeau Field. That's an advantage in itself. And just the way that last year went against the Vikings with the tie and the loss, it was really something ugly uh, on the schedule and just morally as a Packer fan. So I think that all this work, especially with the defense, I think they've really built something up. And the Vikings' offensive line is definitely one of their biggest weaknesses. So building up the defensive line for the Packers is really going to be one of their strengths here. I think getting to Cousins a lot and disrupting his play is really going to be what causes chaos in this game and can really turn it around. So that in itself is going to be the key. But yeah, the defense part is tough, but Aaron Rodgers on our side and hopefully connecting with receivers outside of Adams will hopefully help them to get the win. Yeah, and something that uh, Janelle just kind of reminded me that I wanted to bring up with the early part of this schedule, two back-to-back division games in week one and two to start off your schedule. Um, personally, I I absolutely hate seeing division games inside uh, the first four weeks of the schedule. Um, just because I feel like teams are not who they are, you know, after after week four, even you know, once you get into the second half of the season, you know, and division games are just so important that putting them this early on, I mean, you know, with like the Chicago Bears on Thursday night, your very first game, you've got two offenses trying to figure themselves out, and it's, you know, for what amounts to one sixth of their divisional schedule. I, I, I personally, I just don't really, I don't really care for that. I don't know if you guys have yeah. any thoughts on that. It's weird. Way. It just makes the, it makes the last game of the season when they, you know, bookend those two like even more important. Like, yeah. which is kind of just, I don't know if it's intentionally done that way, but I agree. It would be nice if the games were kind of sprinkled in. Maybe after like you know, after the first two weeks, you have a home and away of two non divisional teams, and you get to come and kind of have things figured out. It's. I mean, the first couple of weeks of the NFL season are usually generally sloppy. So maybe they're just like, you know, do it against the division teams. You're going to be able to figure them out and then you'll come back and the game will be even more important at the end of the year. But yeah, it is kind of strange. Yeah. And back-to-back seasons of back-to-back Bears Vikings to open it. So that, mm-hmm. that in itself is kind of strugglesome. The Vikings, they get to go. I think they play Absolutely. the Falcons in week one so they can kind of get those flukes out where it doesn't matter as much where the Packers week one and two there's really not a lot of room for mistakes because the division is what matters so I think it definitely makes it tougher for the Packers to have to do that but hopefully they at least go one and one split it and move on from there yeah and also and my my take on the the game itself um, after, as I get off my like old man yelling at a cloud soapbox, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with pretty much everything you guys were saying. I think the the Packers match up with Minnesota probably you could say the most favorably out of any division opponent. I think just because I think um, the defense is one of the weaker of the. I mean, it, it's it, they're very middle of the road. Like I, I feel like out of the quarterbacks that the Packers play. In the division, I think Matt Stafford, you could make the case, is the toughest one that they play. 
And then the Bears defense is the toughest that they play. So like Minnesota is kind of in the middle of the road here and you have kind of the advantage over them in all categories of the field. And when you bring in the fact that their offensive line is still atrocious, or at least it was last year, and you get to kind of have your defense tee off on them in the very first uh, home opener. Um, yeah, I, I think all kind of signs point to point to this uh, this being positive for the the Packers in week number two. So I'll go win in week two. Do you guys go win yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, I go win. And just kind of one other thing I want to point out. Uh, I would have maybe been more concerned just because I would be afraid of the Packers really draining themselves against the Bears, but having the Thursday night advantage, I think gives them those extra days to recover. Mm. So I don't see that being an issue. Whereas if they had the Sunday night game. So I think that kind of gets rid of that issue and puts them more in the win column for me. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. That that definitely makes sense. And a small jaunt home from Chicago too. You're not really flying or maybe you're flying, but it's a little up and down situation. Yeah. You don't have to fly across the country. Definitely. Yeah, no time zones or anything. So one and one. So one and one so far. We hit week number three and we get our first uh, non division or uh, non conference opponent uh, with the Broncos coming into Lambeau again. Uh, New head coach, a guy that the Packers know pretty well, Vic Fangio with uh, the Broncos, obviously. The new quarterback as well, Joe Flacco taking over the reins there. Um, how do we feel about our first AFC West opponent of the season? Ugh, the Broncos are weird, man. Like, you look at them, and yeah. they have a good defense, and they've added some pieces. I think they got Kareem Jackson. They, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they got someone else, too. But, like, that offense is just in absolute shambles. I mean, you're, you're like, your best piece, in my opinion, is Philip Lindsay. He's got a wrist injury. You know, yeah, Cortland Sutton came on last year. Emmanuel Sanders, I feel like he's like 39 and about to not be in the league anymore. And then, oh, you go out and get Joe Flacco. Like They're kind if, of the retirement home right really... now. Yeah, like really. Like <laughs> Ryan Clady, I think, is there too. Like they got a couple guys that it's just like, I don't know what I don't know what John Elway is doing. Like I know he likes 6'5 white gunslinging quarterbacks, but like <laughs> I don't know if this is the ticket here, John. So I – for me, I think Vic Vangio is going to be an absolute menace when it comes with like a Bradley Chubb and uh, Von Miller, but I don't think that happens right away. Uh, I think the Packers have a favorable matchup. This is the most favorable one I think they have in the first four weeks. Um, I see them getting it done. I, I don't really see Joe Flacco doing much with, like I said, I don't. They say Philip Lindsay's wrist is is okay, but it doesn't take much. I mean, the first two games of the season, he could bang it up, and all of a sudden they're down to I think Royce Freeman, who isn't a bad option as a second year guy. But I just, you know, defensively, I'm a little more nervous than on the offensive side. Clearly, uh, I think it is a low scoring game. You tend to see that, um, but it, when a better defense is out there, so I'm I'm going to go with the Broncos. Uh, I don't think it's that was this was the easier one for me. I don't know about you guys, um, Janelle. What are your thoughts on the uh, the Bronco game? Yeah, so I I had the Packers winning this one. I just don't see Joe Flacco as much of a threat. He went he had twelve touchdowns last year, but also six interceptions, and he's kind of always been known for those interceptions. So I don't see, especially in a new team, uh, being at Lambeau. I just don't see him being 
the answer for this game. And when I was looking up the last time that the Packers played the Broncos, it was very strange to see that Peyton Manning was at quarterback. I didn't realize it had been four years. It was 2015. Uh, And even though I think it was, what, two years now, the last time the Packers played the Ravens with Joe Flacco, even though they were shut out 23-0, which still stings a little bit, Flacco really wasn't involved in that. It was a lot of uh, field goals and run games. So I think he hasn't really been a throwing threat. And like you said earlier with Lindsey, I think he's going to be the biggest offensive threat of this game. And really it's just all up on the defense because I think after, after the draft bleacher report said that they were probably like a number nine post draft defensive team. So that's, three weeks in a row of tough defenses, but I think offensively they're not going to be able to really get it done against our defense. So I think, like you said, low scoring game because of the defense, but I think offensive wise Packers have the favor in that one. So I'm taking Packers with the win. I would, uh, I would agree with pretty much everything. I think Matt hit on the, this is the easiest game in the first quarter of the season for the Packers. Um, I think this is a, this is a team that if you took all of the players on this team right now and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, like guys like Bradley Roby and uh, Bradley Chubb that have been in the league for only two years. But if you take like this roster and push it back five years, this becomes a much different team. I feel like with Joe Flacco and Emmanuel Sanders and Von Miller five years earlier altogether, this becomes a little bit more interesting and dangerous. Um, but yeah, I just, there's, there's really just nothing like there's nothing here for me. Um, you know, I think this, this one is almost kind of like you hope that the Packers get ahead early and you can get him the hell out of the way of Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. And, you know, let Deshaun Kaiser take over from there. Uh, it's really just kind of, I think, getting out of this one healthy on offense because that's really the only threat they have is on their defensive side of the ball. So, And then also kind of on it too, in week two, the Broncos host the Bears and then have to fly out to Green Bay. So maybe, uh, you know, our buddies down south a little bit can help us out and, uh, you know, wear out the Broncos a little bit in the week before. They uh, they fly out here to Wisconsin. So Joe, uh, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco's worn out just living in Denver with that altitude <laughs> at this point. Like he's going to definitely be worn out with Khalil Mack chasing him around. That yeah, that's 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 a good point. Yeah, that. Um, but uh, so what are we, are we all? I think we're all in agreement. This is a W for the Packers again yes. in Week Three. Yeah, I mean this. We're we're making a really non-controversial like. No. Kumbaya episode right I now, think guys. The fourth, like, the fourth week is going to yeah. be where we might split off. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think I think that's exactly right. The, so the fourth week, it's Philadelphia. It is at home, but it is on a Thursday night. So there's a lot of different things to throw into this one. Um, obviously, uh, Carson Wentz becomes the full time starter again. Uh, we're going to see former Bears running back Jordan Howard taking over in this offense. And then talking about throwing it back to old school, Deshaun Jackson is wearing uh, the the wings on his helmet again. You've got Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz still there. Um, guys, let's jump into it. Where do we see 
this uh, the Thursday night game playing think, out for the I Packers. I think Richard Rodgers was resigned as well to I the Eagles, right. Dan. He's going to throw him. You, you are right. Wow. Just no respect. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think Philly's a, a good team, man. I mean, their defense was good already, and they, they go out and get Malik Jackson. They kind of get rid of a bad seed in, uh, in Michael Bennett, and they bring back Deshaun Jackson. Uh, they get a couple other weapons in the draft. Like you said, Jordan Howard uh, in the draft. They got Miles Sanders as well, running back. And um, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Um, so they got some offensive talent there. And I just think they really, time and time again, I always see the Philadelphia Eagles like make moves that it's like, okay, like we forget about it. And all of a sudden, halfway through the year, it's just like it works out for them. Like Golden Tate last year, they've got Darren Sproles over the years. Like defensively, even last year, I think like in the secondary, they had, I think that at some point they had played like seven or eight different different defensive backs. It might have been more. Just guys kept going down, but they kept performing for them and having a healthy team. Uh, they brought, brought Ronald Darby back on a one-year deal. I think this is a really, really just evenly matched game. Um, like you said, Dan, we talked about this uh, uh, two weeks ago on the podcast, just with the, the, the quarterbacks and Carson Wentz, and you and I were kind of on different sides. Like, I think if Carson Wentz is healthy, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. It's just a matter if he can stay healthy. Uh, I, I really do think this is a this is probably uh, this might be the first game where Rodgers throws a pick. Uh, I'm going to go out and just say that we'll say week four, Rodgers throws his first pick, and I can be correct on that for like what is it? three months, two and a half months. So I can, I can be right forever until then. But uh, I'm going to say that the, at Philly uh, on the road, um, they're, they're going to get the win. I, I just, that's just kind of where I'm leaning towards right now. It's, or excuse me, at, at home, the Packers are, it's a Sunday night game. I just, I just, I think Philly gets the win. Um, I just like the team they've assembled again this year. And it just seems like every year they're going to kind of fall off and they just keep trending uh a kind of an even path and then upward. Is it a Sunday night game or is it a Thursday night game? Oh, it's Thursday night. Thursday. So Thursday. So I night. even yeah, wrote Thursday. I even wrote down at Philly SNF seven twenty. So that's shows you how <laughs> good my notes are, guys. But on my background on my phone it says Thursday or uh, Sunday night. So I Thursday night. Excuse me. So I don't know. Janelle, go ahead and <laughs> yeah. Pick so me up this here. is. The only <laughs> only matchup that I have not written down if I think they'll win or lose, I think it's just not really being able to see Carson Wentz play out a full year makes it really hard for me to determine the quarterback talent there, even though they paid him like he's an all-star quarterback. We haven't really seen much from him uh, injury-wise and just getting benched for Foles in the last couple of years. Um, it makes it a little tough. They play... Detroit the week before, so I don't think they'll get too beat up. But I think Lambeau is still the advantage. I think it's going to be a really close game. But then you have to think about, okay, the Packers have played three really tough defenses in the first three weeks. Are they going to be too burnt out to really push for this last win here? Um, I really want to say that they'll get the win, but I think having to really battle through those first three weeks of tough defense Eagles defense. I would put uh, last on this group between the bears, Vikings and Broncos. I think they almost go in order. I would say where bears defense is the toughest then Vikings and Broncos and then Eagles. But I think by that time, they're just going to be worn down. Uh, they're often, yeah, they've just been pulling guys left and right in free agency, re-signing, getting rid of toxic players. Like you said, like Bennett and, I think 
the Packers are going to lose a close one at Lambeau. So um, with this one, I think it actually really plays into uh, – I think it plays into the Packers' advantage uh, in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, the defense is very strong, and that's something that the the offense is going to have to figure out. Again, I think with a lot of these – a lot of these games and matchups that we keep looking at, one of the big questions is how is this offense going to be able to handle really good defenses because we haven't seen it done well uh, for a couple of seasons now. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, I think this is the perfect uh, setup for the Packers' young – I shouldn't say young, but uh, kind of a the newer defense to kind of uh, – get acclimated because you get three quarterbacks that, you know, really aren't, uh, you know, elite. You can't really call them elite with Mitch Trubisky, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Joe Flacco. At least they don't really scare me as much. Um, And so this is kind of the offense that I see the most put together, even with what I said about Carson Wentz in our last episode – with a quarterback like Carson Wentz and then with Jordan Howard, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, that whole offense, that's probably the the toughest matchup I feel like for the Packers defense in the first quarter of the season. And you get them in week number four. So you've already got three weeks to kind of prepare and figure out where your holes are, at least where to kind of to change from there. Um, and then really I think the biggest thing is the Thursday night aspect of it. I mean, road teams – in Thursday night games, do not do well. Uh, you know, it, it, it really is, um, you know, a hindrance. Like, there, there's numbers that support it. I don't have the, the stat in front of you. I mean, like, I think it's almost like a two-to-one advantage that home teams take uh, Thursday night games. So I, I think that that really helps out the Packers, obviously. Um, you know, a third home game in a row uh, is just – you can't. I can't really like say too much more about it. Like that's huge, and I, I think the Packers take this one. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this one kind of gets a little out of hand because I feel like this defense can, uh, you know, really establish themselves when it comes to week number four. And then if this offense catches fire by then, which is a distinct possibility coming into week number four, uh, we could see a really good Packers team here playing their third home game in a row. So uh, I give this one a, a pretty strong W for the Packers, actually. And I'm probably going to keep myself up at night thinking about the fact that I said they would get the loss. But I think kind of like what you said, by this week, this is really going to be the true testament to the new LaFleur Rodgers era. I think by this time, it's you find out if it's really uh, like the golden era coming or if it's a complete bust. I think by this game, it's really going to tell the tale of what the future is for this new offensive uh, play by the Packers. Yeah. So Matt, you, uh, so just a real quick final consensus again, I've got, this is a W um, Janelle. Yeah, I got him. Are you okay. I got him. It's a loss. Yeah. yeah loss. I, I don't want to yep. do it, but I'd rather be proven wrong down the road than get my hopes up too much. So I'm going to say it's a loss. All right. So as, as a, as a group, we, uh, you know, it's a two to one split for a loss. So that puts the Packers at a two to uh, a two and two in uh, the first four weeks of the season, which I think is probably the most, uh, 
you'd probably say that's the most conservative estimate. But then again, you know, with so many questions on the offense, I think that's pretty, you know, par for the course for this Packers team. Yeah, and I, I think. think after the last two seasons, it's kind of hard to hard to get your hopes up and say, yeah, with confidence, I can say they'll go 4-0, <laughs> even though I want to say it. I feel like I have to kind of bite my tongue just because of the way the last few years have gone. I don't feel like we've earned that right to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I put out a tweet like after work before this recording and like no one, there was a couple, I had a decent amount of replies, I would say, like maybe, I don't know, a couple, like two dozen and no one said 4-0, and I think one person said 0-1-4, and it was some Seattle fan trolling me who actually, like, recanted and was like, yeah, actually, it's probably about, like, 2-2. Two and two. So everyone's like – I mean, I think every every football fan, mind you, is just like, yeah, these are four good teams the Packers are going to play in the first four weeks. Like, that, it really shouldn't be, a you know, a wash one way or the other. Like, I think it's fair to think they would be, you know, at 500, if not, you know, 3-1. and 1-3, one. One and three, I think, would be kind of concerning. I could see it happening, but – that would suck. I would not be a happy fan um, about that at all. Yeah, no, I think yeah. two and two I could handle. Anything less than that, I would start to be concerned. Yeah, that's when you start to get worried. And yeah, I think I think Janelle hit it right on the point, right on the head. With the the kind of starts that we've seen uh, the last couple of years, we really can't uh, you know be penciling a lot of things in because I remember like sitting at Father's Day. Uh, two years ago and being like, we're going to have uh, Jimmy Graham and uh, Martellus Bennett as, you know, as, uh, as offensive players, like this is going to be like disgusting. Like how are, how is anyone going to even defend this offense? And then we all obviously kind of saw what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just, but look, yeah. Yeah. Looking at just the overall schedule this year, it's, it's a tough schedule. I would say after week four, our breakdown is done, but whoever breaks down uh, the following episode, they have to go to Dallas right after these four tough opening games. So looking at the schedule, it's not an easy schedule. So they're really going to have to fight for every win. They're going to have to earn every win. There's not really any that I see. Oh, this is definitely a dub. Yeah. For the first part of this season is, is very crucial for wins. Cause yeah, like you said, with the, uh, with, so many home games here early on, like you've got to kind of make these these first few games count uh, as the season kind of progresses. And uh, you kind of transitioned us uh, to preview next week or uh, next episode. Nick, Maggie, and Paul are going to break down that second quarter of the season, Cowboys, Lions, Redskins, and Chiefs. So uh, make sure you tune in there tomorrow uh, and the rest of the week as we continue the schedule breakdown and obviously get started through uh, – training camp episodes here uh not too not too far off so um that kind of wraps up our episode for today uh make sure that you follow us on uh all our social platforms at pack a day podcast um make sure you subscribe rate review uh and then obviously um follow us on twitter as well personally i'm on twitter at dk all the way guys where they can where can uh, they find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Janelle, where they where can they find you? You can find me at Big Mac underscore four. Perfect. And then uh, we'll be back again two weeks from now. We'll be doing some Packer roster breakdowns, uh, obviously uh, with some training camp under our belt as well. So 
until then, guys, um, enjoy uh, finally some summer some summer weather. We can have that cookout that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> and uh, until next time, guys, uh, we'll finish off with a big go, go pack, pack go. go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.